so I want to get back to the two yous in a second, but were you already meditating by this point? Yeah. And do you think that meditation gave you the ability to get out from under the control of your emotions? Yes. Meditation was fantastic. Meditation is the biggest gift that I can give anyone. And I would say more than anything, it is whatever reason for success I've had. That was Ray Dalio that you just heard. He's a well-known American billionaire investor, hedge fund manager, and founder of Bridgewater, which is one of the world's largest hedge funds. Bloomberg ranked him as the world's 58th wealthiest person 2019. And as it seems, he's also a meditator. Because it seems like so many successful and philanthropist people are meditating, I want to learn what it's all about and I want to share it with you. This is Samuel and you tuned into another Love Dimension. In this episode, I want to share with you one of the first secrets that I picked up on when I started meditating. And I say secret here, and I don't really mean secret, because there are secrets, and then there are secrets in meditation. So this is something that my teacher shared as uh, the first lesson, but then there are certain topics or uh, learnings that you must pick up on yourself or get to know after experiencing certain parts of meditation yourself so you can't read everything at first or or I can't tell you everything at first but then this is actually something that I'm happy that uh, my teacher told me about and who I'm referring to now is S.N. Guenka he's unfortunately not around anymore but he's one of the best 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 uh, teachers and and uh, evangelists of meditation he shared it to the whole world And uh, before that, he was himself a successful businessman before uh, learning meditation and deciding that this is something he has to dedicate the rest of his life to. Look him up, read his books, go to his course. He himself has beautiful speeches up on YouTube where he's talking at the UN conventions and and places like that. So he's a very, very well-respected man and a fantastic teacher of meditation. And so what he teaches is that you need to remain aware and equanimous when you're observing yourself. And it's quite difficult to be aware yet equanimous in certain situations. For example, let's say you're afraid of spiders and someone tells you go and find a spider and remain equanimous and remain calm and try not to be afraid and try not to be overwhelmed by the fear this is going to be very difficult for you so eventually you'll be able to do that but then you need to start somewhere so what he teaches and this is actually from the buddha himself in the scriptures is to observe the breath The breath is such a good meditation object because you don't have to go somewhere and find it, like the spider. It's always there. Yet, you don't always notice it. So you need to put some effort into observing the breath. Now, the breath in itself is quite a neutral sensation to most people. And if it's not neutral to you, then maybe you need to find another object. But I'll assume that the breath is neutral to you. 
So this is a place where you can safely train your focus. Now what tends to happen to anyone who meditates, new or experienced, is that the mind will start to wander. You may be able to focus on the breath for a couple seconds, or a minute, or two minutes, but sooner or later the mind will uh, lose its track and you will forget the breath. Your task here is to gently bring it back and start again. Now what tends to happen is you lose track, you get lost in thought and once you realize you were lost in thought you might be frustrated. But the task was to remain equanimous. The task was to practice being present and aware of the breath aware of these sensations related to the breath, you start small, so you start with the breath, and the breath is neutral, so you remain, you don't even have to, so you don't have anything to react to, yet you react to losing track of the breath. And this will be very counterproductive, unless you realize that, oh, if I lose track of the breath, I tend to be frustrated. Then your task becomes to watch that reaction, accept it, and gently start again. Because if you get frustrated when you lose track of the breath, then you're reinforcing these old habits of reacting in a negative way to something that just happens. So when you sit and focus on the breath, you should have no judgment when you eventually lose track of it. And these moments where you're able to focus will be longer and longer. Now, I want to draw an analogy to sport here, because I think it will make more sense if this is really new to you. So let's say you are a basketball player, and today's practice is about free throws, uh, or three-pointers. So you're shooting these three-pointers. You're trying to get the ball in the net. And let's say you shoot and you hit, and then you shoot again and you miss. Now, what happens if you become frustrated? You're probably going to have even a harder time with the next throw. And let's say every time you miss, you beat yourself up. You say that you're bad at this, and you get more frustrated. This is very counterproductive, right? What The only thing you need to do in practice is just keep throwing and keep getting better at it. You miss, you pick up the ball, you try again. Now, let's say you're a coach and you see your players miss. You're probably not going to be as frustrated as the player. Rather, you will have pointers and an objective view of how they can do things differently to miss less often. So, with a calm and objective and neutral mind, you can go to the player and you can encourage them that, oh, you're missing, but maybe there's a lesson here. Here's how you can do instead. And so you give them the pointers and they try again. If they're so frustrated that they just want to give up, this is not going to be a good team player. But if they're calm and they can listen to your feedback, that's going to be a good player. He's going to learn. And now when you meditate, you need to be both the player and the coach. As a player, you need to keep throwing. You need to keep coming back and trying again. And when you catch yourself missing missing the breath in this case, then your job is to be calm and neutral and try again. Simply tell yourself to begin again. 
and that's how you get better at it. Simple, right? So this is a secret, or it feels like a secret. Because if you don't know about this, then you think the task is to be as focused as you can. And every time you lose focus, then you think you've failed. But that's not the case. You will fail because that's the habit of the mind. And your job is to simply accept that this is where you're at and keep getting better. Keep missing. But then you keep throwing. So I really hope that this made sense. It took me a while to learn this. And so I want to make it easier for you so you can learn this quickly and get over this little trap of meditation as I like to call it. There are more traps of the mind. Mind will play games with you all the time. And I think I want to try to explain and and break some of this down for you so that this practice becomes easier for you. If you want to hear more about that, then make sure you tune in next week. Cheers.